In this episode, Corey Davis and Robert Horowitz talk about vegan protein powders, probiotic yogurts, and kefir. But another one of my favorite ingredients is the isolates, right? So we have soy protein isolate. You'll find a lot in foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, pea protein isolate. These look really uh, healthy, right? Soy, vegan. Yeah, absolutely. So vegan. Yeah, you can slap a label on there. This is a vegan protein. Uh, this is a natural protein. Peas. They have a great reputation. Rice protein. That should be great for you. Anytime you're seeing something like that, just think to yourself, how the heck would you take something that's mainly uh, you know, a whole food that has a lot of other things like carbohydrates in the case of rice. And how do they pull away all those carbohydrates, fibers, vitamins, and isolate just the protein? You think they just washed it in water or maybe they yes. shot it with lasers. That would be very expensive. That'd be cool <laughs> if there was laser processed foods. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Typically what's used is this chemical called a hexane. Uh, hexane is the most common uh, chemical used in food processing to liberate to isolate a protein molecule Uh, hexane is a known neurotoxin so if you consume a whole lot of these pea rice soy protein isolates you're definitely increasing your chances of uh, consuming uh, potentially dangerous levels of a known neurotoxin slash liver toxin slash who knows what else hexane does but it's like dry cleaning fluid you know an acetone Mm -hmm. Uh, you know when you smell nail polish remover and that's that's one of the less harsh ones yeah yeah. Yeah. It's something that I know I wouldn't want to consume on a regular basis. Uh, rarely would I want to consume a neurotoxin other than alcohol, my favorite of all neurotoxins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah some uh, some scotch, some single malt. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Use your neurotoxins wisely. If you're going to consume them, make sure they actually benefit at least your, your level of anxiety or whatever it is you're dealing with rather than just some food, crappy food additive that knows no benefit. In any way. Right. Well, I mean, that's another topic. You know, that's an interesting topic too. I wonder, we should probably discuss that at some point, but alcohol as a solvent. Mm-hmm. So you, even in alcohol, and a lot of people might find this really interesting, but when you look at conventional alcohol, alcoholic drinks or hard liquor, even in most liquor stores, the big, big, big brands that are 40% ABV alcohol by volume compared to, let's say, finer alcohols. What does that mean and why? And how can we relate that to the supplement world? I think that'd be really interesting because mm-hmm. a lot of herbs traditionally use alcohol as an extraction method compared to other ways. And it is really interesting, you know, to get a fine scotch like Glendronic 18, for example, um, <laughs> which we can't even really get here in Ontario. Very fine. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, using chemical-free ways of extracting versus all these chemicals and in the food industry, oh man, they're using these things and nobody knows about them. Nobody. Yeah, you don't, just have to, aren't you don't have to put on a label. You don't have to put hexane was used to extract the soy protein isolate in your food. It's not legally required. No, not at this all. This can be proprietary. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the plant-based proteins, they'll have multiple ingredients. So they will have really all of the above that you mentioned and then mm-hmm. some. So they'll have pea, they'll have soy, they'll have... So it really is daunting to say the least. Yeah, it's problematic. It's better to eat high protein, whole food sources, to get your protein. Um, mm-hmm. For people who are not vegans, I'm liking the, the collagen um, based proteins. Um, How do you feel about hemp protein? Like the bone broth? Hemp, if it's hemp isolate, then it's of course not gonna be super great for you. But I think hemp, when you use the ground seed and kind of hearts, phenomenal, of course. Mm-hmm. I That's agree. A, a great way to go. That's probably one of my favorites for sure. Same. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. Nice. 
yeah, you get all those phytochemicals and, and omega-3 fats that come with it. You know, just think about anytime you see an isolate, you're actually just seeing a reduced value product. When you get your protein from something like ground hemp seed, you're getting a nutrient benefit, um, you know, massively loaded with other beneficial ingredient, uh, food ingredients there. So yeah, you're not getting any additional benefit just by jacking up your protein. You're losing out on opportunities to get other really amazing nutrients in your diet. Yes, just so they can get the protein count high. They want to try and compete against, let's say, whey. So per scoop, you'll want that 28 to 32 grams of protein, but you're losing out on all those other nutrients, which probably have more benefit than the protein anyway. I agree. That's right. Yeah, people are very protein-centric, but the data doesn't bear out that we need tons of protein uh, in order to, even if you're a bodybuilder. There's plenty of vegan bodybuilders out there that are on way lower protein diets than some people recommend that are getting phenomenal performance that are using whole food practices. So I challenge anyone who thinks they need to get a massive amount of protein and are taking these plant protein shakes or augmented foods and, you know, do a little research on that. How do you feel about probiotic yogurts? I think yogurts are problematic because the sugar, you know, usually the first ingredient on any yogurt is of course the, the volume, whatever is in there. So it could be dairy or almond or coconuts or cashew milks mm -hmm. and but then the second ingredient sugar which is always uh, something to avoid i prefer to get an unsweetened yogurt and then just add some add some honey to it but i know i've seen some research on some bigger companies that do actual fermented yogurts yes. and they've looked at other yogurts and found that they're not putting them through a fermentation process is that no. what you find Rob? yeah and the other thing too is yogurts they're pasteurized so my wife's family, she coming from the mountainous regions of Dagestan, actually. Mm. So they traditionally would eat kefir, mm. which is a, it's a fermented dairy product, but fermenting both yeast and bacteria in one, basically. Mm. Really, really interesting stuff. But the kefir that they drank in Dagestan and in other areas in that part of the world as well, they traditionally weren't pasteurized. Mm. You know, you're getting it fresh from the farm, small batch, right? As small batch as you can get. Here, because everything's mass produced, you end up pasteurizing everything. So you end up destroying the bacterial culture. And then in terms of the compounds that are produced by the bacteria yeast, mm. I don't know for sure, but I wonder if the heat would maybe denature a lot of those immune compounds, bacteriosins, and just all those unique antioxidants and beneficial compounds produced in the fermentation process. Mm. I just don't know what that would do when you heat it. What do you think? I, I would agree. I think that even though it tastes sour, and that's one thing you always want to watch out for Definitely. in any these yeah, beneficial fermented food is, does it taste sour? Um, if your yogurt isn't sour, it's definitely not been fermented. And those acetic and other uh, acid compounds that are changing the pH of that food, I think regardless of all the, the micro uh, benefits that come in, the bacteriosins and, and things like that, the pH is going to be beneficial for the gut to put something sour yes. through it. But you're, I think you're right. There, there must be some degradation of any kind of... Um, side benefit of that culturing other than the acetic and other acids that are produced. And, and I look at most uh, labels for yogurts and they're just adding in additional probiotics. And that doesn't mean they're culturing it with those probiotics. You may have no. a mostly uncultured food with some other acid added to it that makes it taste sour that didn't even come from a natural fermentation process. And then they're just loading in probiotics. And it's really difficult to read a label and be able to distinguish that this is truly a cultured food or not. So I think yes. yogurt is a buyer beware situation for me. Yeah, it's not the same as sort of eating other 
fermented foods such as kimchi, for example. Right. Um, yeah, or uh, sauerkraut. You, know, you can find a lot of great krauts that right. they are also usually sometimes pasteurized, but there's a new you know, bunch of brands that are popping up that are unpasteurized natural yeah. cultures. And there's a new but, way to pasteurize too that I'm a huge fan of, which is this pressure pasteurization. Have you seen that? Instead of heat, no. they use immense amount of pressure. Yeah, it actually kills bacteria. So I think that there is a superior version of pasteurization that you could possibly research if you're eating a lot of pasteurized foods to say, is it heat pasteurized or is it pressure pasteurized? And I don't know if there's a lot of data on it, but my guess is a pressure pasteurized food is going to be more beneficial because we just know so much is destroyed in heating a food, right? For sure. By the way, that's something also to look around and look at the ingredients. Sauerkraut, kimchi, a lot of the brands have MSG. And a lot of sauerkrauts, you really, sauerkraut should just, essentially, it should just be cabbage and salt. That's it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you could add other spices to it, but not a category called spices. Yeah, or other vegetables you can, for sure. But there shouldn't be added chemical compounds in there. Yeah, definitely something to watch out for. And if you can find unpasteurized versus the pasteurized version, always buy that. It's worth the money, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Well, buddy, any other categories of food that you have found super useful in the grocery store that you think um, would be beneficial to people? I'm trying to think. I mean, crackers. I think really everything. I think people should just be reading the ingredients. I think you really have to turn the product around and not read the front. It'll change your life. It was a gateway drug for you and I both. I think we can admit whenever we decided to never buy a product until you've really just tried to understand what's going on there on the label. Yeah. And even if it's a rudimentary understanding, and we hope that we gave you enough value to at least go to an intermediate level of understanding of uh, how food is processed and how it ends up in that food product and how it shows up on the label. But really, it's just the practice, I agree with you, Rob, of just doing it. Go, go immediately yeah. now if you're listening to this. Just grab a label and just start digging in. Uh, become familiar and become comfortable with the process of just reading a label. It'll take you places you could never imagine in your health uh, kind of journey. Yeah, it, it amazes me when I think of some of the foods, and I always considered my household to be pretty health conscious. You know, my mom is a health nut, but every once in a while we would have treats. So Fruit Loops, for example, when you look at that, when you actually look at the ingredients, kids love it because of the marketing involved and because of the colors. But you, oh man, when you read the ingredients, I mean, people are in for a a wild awakening. No, no fruit in there, that's for sure. No, no. <laughs> I think it's spelled F-R-O-O-T, if I'm not mistaken. So at least they're being a little bit honest. <laughs> <laughs> Follow your nose, right? Yeah, it's all those volatile compounds that they add in there that make it smell like, oh, wait a minute, they the all kind of smell the same. Of chemicals rather than natural aromas. <laughs> exactly, man. Well, listen, buddy, yeah, this has well, been a lot of fun. Super fun. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could get off processed foods. I think everybody would admit there's no escaping processed foods. It's all about finding ones that are better than others. And Processed I, I found ones. <laughs> I mean, it tastes amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Vita man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's no abstinence from processed foods, but you can be processed food savvy. And uh, yeah, we hope I think that's the idea. That. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. That's all I got, Rob. How would how people find you? What's, what's your social medias and emails? So on Instagram, they could, they could DM me, direct message me at, at Robert Horowitz. So it's H-O-R-O-V-I-T-Z, Horowitz. And email, they could email me at robert at lifelongwell.ca. That's it. Uh, they could check out my YouTube channel. I don't remember the link to that. Just type in Robert Horowitz, Natural Health in YouTube, and it'll come up. And I'd love to provide as much value as I can and you know help people 
make better decisions on their health journeys, really. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm more supplements oriented. So that's uh, Instagram at Corey Supplements Coach, Facebook uh, at the Supplements Coach, and email Corey, C-O-R-Y, at supplementscoach.com. And yeah, anything regarding food processing, added vitamins, proteins, any of the stuff that um, looks like supplements in food, please, yeah, just reach out and contact me. I'd love to help sort that stuff out. Awesome, man. Awesome, Rob. It's been, it's Great been job. a while, Rob, man. Thanks so much. Totally. Yeah, can't wait for the next one. High fives. Till next time. All right, buddy. We're out. And we're out. And we're out. <laughs>